Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweet baby boys who are always there to listen if you need them. It's a show about music, which to my knowledge no one has done before, least of all us. I am one of those sweet baby boys. My name is Randy, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, uh, the, the, the big seed. Nope. Nope. That's you, nothing. You're already running. It's Clay. Yeah, you can't keep doing that because yeah. you're already like you ran out of them i think after like the first one i'm probably. so out of music themed ones well i did middle um, c i did c clef and i did uh another one yeah um but i think that's it i'm tapped out I <laughs> it was not that did not have legs well yeah you, you can call me whatever you like uh ti right what what's who's that you can call me whatever you like. oh sure yes 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 absolutely uh, <laughs> <laughs> i follow now <laughs> I, I, maybe that's T.I., I'm not really sure. I um, couldn't say. But anyways, yeah, I mean, hey, have we got a great show today. Um, yeah. I've maybe done the least prep out of any of the episodes. I think same for me, and so this might be a slightly shorter one, which I think is probably good. Which Make up good. for last yeah, week. Yeah, last week was way too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, so I had a list of like 30 albums I was going to listen to just based off of going through all these year-end lists, looking at ones that I missed, and I was like, oh, I'm going to listen, like, it's always fun to go and listen to all these albums you miss and find good ones. I just, um, yeah. I don't know, busy week, crazy week. Yeah. Um, so It's the holidays. It's a, yeah, it's the holidays. It's a, you know, crazy time. People are busy these days. Stimulus package. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we were busy talking about. <laughs> politics but we didn't really get around <laughs> to any uh music listening yeah we were in our house we've been too busy yeah. listening to our queen bay nancy pelosi i've had enough of this already <laughs> um, yeah me too yeah but i did for one thing probably for the best after you know i edited last week's episode listing off like 20 albums is just you know it's it probably better to just listen to a few. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not. I don't. It's not great radio. I don't yeah. think. Um, um, so, I've I've had some time to dig into, you know, a handful of ones that I missed, and uh, I've been pretty satisfied getting into. So, yeah, I guess we can jump right into it. Well, how are you doing? How you have a good, you feeling good? Yeah, I am actually feeling pretty good. I feel like I've been divided between two people today. Like one, there's one me that is like really just like seething with rage about the world. But then for the most part, I actually had a very good day though. So yeah. like we went on a nice long bike ride. We, did. we went on a nice bike ride. Uh, and we rearranged our furniture. That, that's oh fun yeah, to talk we, about. we rearranged our whole music space. Our music space. Uh, um, we jammed out a little bit. We got some tacos. I had some cucumber salad. Yeah, we got some tacos. Um, I was supposed to be, you know, listening to music for the podcast, but I'll take a good bike ride over, you know, trying trying to do my homework for this shit. Yeah, I mean, this is a show about music, but I think both both hosts of this show will could agree very easily. Bikes are better than music. Although I actually was listening to music on our bike ride. Yeah, I didn't have my earbuds. Yeah, I gotta gotta wait till Christmas to get some. That's tough. Earbuds. This is not an interesting conversation. No, it's, it's we should really get not. we should just um, get to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Usually we start off. We talk about recent releases uh, that have come out. For one thing, it's a little bit of a dry patch into the year. Not much coming out. For another thing, didn't listen to anything re that's new. Um, I mean, there's mm. a big McCartney three 
capping off the trilogy yep. of McCartney albums. I don't know. I mean, no one really likes that guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's simply not popular. He's very old. Yeah. That's what I would say that's one of the first things. If you look up Paul McCartney, one of the first things you will notice is how old he is. Um, and to me, that is a sign of weakness and a sign of uh, irrelevance. Um, and I think that he is both of those things, weak and irrelevant. Yeah. So um, that's <laughs> and that being said, I think this album is pretty good. I like it. I listened to it. Oh, I like it. Okay, um, you did listen to you listened to the whole album. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. It's worth a listen. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely worth a listen if you have any level of fondness for McCartney or any, anything about the Beatles. Yeah. Then yeah. it's worth a listen. If you don't, then, you know, that you already know this, but don't bother. But yeah, I guess I will clarify. I actually do like the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like Paul McCartney. Sure. The Beatles, there's no really point in talking about them now that I, like, open my mouth about it. No, look, like please. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Beatles yeah. at all. Uh, moving, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I guess we should get into what the bulk of this episode is. The theme of it, um, listening to these dang old twenty twenty albums. That yeah, this is sort of our passed us by. Yeah, this is our last chance to to play catch up a little bit before we do our final episode of the year. It is, I guess, this these albums. It's their their final chance to to squeak into our lists and categories highly coveted it seems spots. Uh, yeah. absolutely of people are talking about it on the streets um <laughs> we, we hear them okay <laughs> yeah and we have yeah all the time we hear it um they're outside our door whispering wondering what we're that they're waiting for the white smoke to come out of our chimney they're going, um, right, randy <laughs> have you come around on that dad album yet yeah yeah <laughs> they are wondering and the answer uh is no um yeah, well, <laughs> I guess that can be a segue because that's an album that I've um, been listening to Great. this week. Dead, D E H D, pronounced dead. Um, band came out with. Now there's the first problem. They spelled it wrong. Yeah, well, when I saw this, when I read it in text script, I thought D E H D is that like a play on ADHD? I don't really know. What <laughs> is that like a play on ADHD? Yeah, like maybe it is some other sort of hyperactive disorder. I don't know. Um, DEHD. So it, it wasn't until I was having a conversation with you about it and you mm -hmm. said the name out loud that it really clicked with me, yeah. to be honest. so It's also not like not all the letters are capitalized, right? Like there's nothing to indicate yeah. that it's an acronym. Okay, so so off to not a great start, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually like this record a lot. It is their, I believe, their second studio album. Their debut was last year. Yeah, um, pretty Flower sure. Flower of yeah. Devotion is the name of the album. Follow up to Water from 2019, and yeah, you're a bit of a hater when it comes to this album. You right off the bat, I was saying, oh, there's this really cool album I've been listening to, and you're like, ha, yes sucks haven't yeah i was it. so i was aware i never brought it up in conversations with you because i was aware of it since it came out and i saw that it was getting very good reviews and so i checked it out and i've listened to it multiple times thinking surely there's something here that i'm missing and i think that there isn't um because i do think it's a real and you'll i'll let you talk about this um but i do think that it's a really 
it's a nicely polished indie rock record um very well put together um there's nothing i can really fault it for except to say that it just does not move the needle for me personally um well yeah that's fair i guess i can't fault you for that you know that's (laughs) your personal preference but are you you were a little dismissive of it when i brought it up uh well and you know what i apologize yeah and I just think it's very simple, you know? There's a three-piece band, right? Yeah. Um, very simple drum set. That's something I read about it when I was uh, mm. reading. I don't know. Makes sense. Like, uh, not much going on with the drums, but I, I like that about it. I, I, th- I think the drumming is good. I think the, the drumming yeah. is very good. I, I like I like the drumming on this album. On this album. The guitar. <laughs> I like the sound <laughs> of the I, I, gave, I gave Clay a funny face there when he said that. I like the sound of the guitar quite a bit. It reminds me of like a dive or yes. fossils. I don't know. Same thing to me. But Wow. That, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. We can't even get into what you just said. Um, like very the, different. I, I like both of those <laughs> bands quite a bit. Aren't there, there's a connection between these bands, right? Yeah, Zachary Cole is in both of them. Same thing. Um hmm. Guitar, guitar, guitars in those bands. Yeah, similar. The very washed out, reverby guitar tones. Yeah, which is something that you said that you were not quite into about it. Didn't yes, like even though I actually like washed out. I like Beach Fossils, uh, and I like Dive, and I like Washed Out. That artist. Yeah, um, a little different though. Yeah, that is different, but um, yeah, for some reason the the production style or 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 something about the vibe of this one just does not gel with me the way those okay. other artists do. That's fair, but I, I just think it's very solid, and that's totally just right up my alley. So it's been clicking with me on all these levels. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics are, you know, I mean, it's it's about. Well, so I read that the last year's album was about the br- a breakup between like the bassist and the guitarist or something. I, I could be wrong about that. I recall reading something um, about that as well. It seems that that is also what this album is about, um, <laughs> <laughs> based off of. 100% of the songs <laughs> what, like their their lyrics sure but i don't i think they're good lyrics and i like the vocal performances um it's just a really solid one of those it's been clicking with me i've been listening to it all week probably the most out of any of the albums that i've came around to mm. so i'd say th- this is a um it's a good su- success good album that's what I say. <laughs> it's a good success, and ni- good album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, and we, you get a patented, uh, nice job, guys, from us to to dead. Um, uh, and that that's even coming from me. I say nice job, guys, because you did good on this one. It's just I don't. It's not for me. Um, okay. And and keeping on the theme of indie rock, I'll just touch on one that I won't talk too much about. Um, especially since I didn't tell you I was going to talk about this one uh, for this episode. But uh, it's Pool Holograph with Love Touch Time and Began to Sweat. Um, that's a record that came out earlier this year. I listened to it once the week it came out, I think, and then never touched it again. Um, and then just came back to it in the last couple days. And it's really good. And I wish that I had listened to it more when it came out. Um, I think I just got distracted by other releases coming out that seemed bigger and flashier. Um, but it's it's just a very solid uh, mm. piece of indie rock. Um, more, 
again, not sharper, but uh, more kind of uh, a drier production than something like Dead. Um, closer to something like, uh, I don't, I feel like this is a comparison I make too much and it probably is not the right one here, but, y you know, a little bit pavement-ish in the guitar tones and, and hmm, stuff like okay. that. Okay, I'm, um, I'm into that, if that's true. And And so... Yeah, I think it's I think it's real good. Um, I don't think it's gonna pool holograph. Yeah, pool holograph. Love touched time and began to sweat. Fantastic, um, sounds good. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Dig in. Hey, it's kind of uh, I was gonna bring this up. Circling around on that dead album, I saw I think it was Ian Cohen, uh, oft mentioned on the podcast. Yep. Tweeted recently that predicts there's going to be a resurgence if it hasn't already started of the dive I saw type of well. indie bands. I was just wondering if you agree with that. Um, you know, I think uh, Ian Cohen, of course, unbeknownst to him, friend of the pod, um, <laughs> and he will never know. Um, <laughs> uh, <Finger> crossed. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he. I think he is often right. I think he's pretty. He's a pretty sharp guy. I think he is often right about trends like that. But I think that he maybe is is even possibly too late to be calling that. Like, it's – I feel like we're already there. Right. Well, he said we might already be in the middle of this. So yeah. that's kind of like – well, maybe you're just – because I was um, reading that tweet as I was getting into this Dead album this week. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, this is like one of the most critically acclaimed indie rock albums of the year. Yeah. Kind of seems like we're already there. Um, yeah. And, and I – Sorry. And yes. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, and th and that record shares something with I think another record that you're gonna talk about probably a little later, but Porridge Radio. Porridge Radio is another one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think they both also have like a little bit. Porridge Radio way more uh, than Dead, but they do have a little bit of like '80s lineage to them. I feel like as well in their sound. Sure. Um. Mm, interesting. You mean like Sonic Youth sort of type of thing? Or? Yes. That kind of like very early indie rock. Um. I think so. Yeah, I can uh, see that. And I feel like that is very much in vogue kind right now. Kind of in their like aggression. Um, yeah. A little bit, which I'm I'm very into. Yeah. Uh, I I like that. Uh, we're gonna talk about the metal albums that you assigned me later, but that's really my sweet spot because there's a lot of hardcore music out there that's just a little too scary for me. <laughs> it's too hard, but sure. <laughs> just. <laughs> my sweet spot is like very aggressive indie rock with like um some punk elements so like sonic youth obviously the pioneers one of the pioneers for that pixies that sort of thing right um and then like back in high school it was bands like palma violets sure um fiddler fiddler yeah the band that you were talking shit about this week <laughs> um a That's band true. that i like <laughs> uh and i like that first record too yeah okay well thanks um <laughs> and so I, i'm all for that coming back that's some i'll talk about it in a little bit i guess but that porridge radio definitely has that going for it uh, yeah it's been clicking with me yeah absolutely um well uh did you want to talk about another one um i guess i mean we've kind of been talking about it so might as well bring up that yeah let's talk about radio. the porridge radio album um this is one i've been listening to a little bit less i've listened to it two or three times this week and a few songs several times there's been like a handful of songs that have really clicked with me from the porridge radio album every bad uh, 
Forge Radio, not an artist I'm familiar with. This is just something that I saw on like Pitchfork's year end list or something, and it right. looked like uh, this looks like something I might enjoy indie rock album from this year. And yeah, I think that kind of how you brought up that Sonic Youth comparison is is very apt. Those are the songs that have really been clicking with me. Is just this is something that I love that Sonic Youth would do, which is go into this sort of extended guitar um, sort of a progression uh, with just yelling over it, kind of angsty yelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens a lot on this album. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. That song that I was playing before we listened along, I'm a big fan of that song. Um, yeah. Big fan of Give Take from this album, the album opener, Born Confused. Yeah, there's a handful of songs that I've been returning to. Not I really the album as a whole, but uh, it is good. I like it a lot. Yeah, I love the song Give Take. Yeah, um, that's a great one. That one's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a really good album. It's one that, yeah, a little bit like Dead, I, I, I bounced off of a little bit. Like, I don't think it's going to be, you know, on my year in list or anything, but I do like it a lot. I like it more than the Dead record. Um, and uh, yeah, they did have another album in like 2016, and I feel like nobody has heard that um yeah which i sure some people have heard it but um it did not make way like this it felt like they came out of nowhere it felt like they were a new artist in 2020 sure um even though that's obviously not the case um but yeah i think this one is really good and i think that the the thing that is kind of moorish for me because i think that the sound of this record is good but definitely I would like to see them go in a direction that's a little bit more original. I agree. Um, I like think it that, feels yeah. like they're not quite. I wouldn't say they're quite copying people directly, but like it does feel like it. It's a little derivative at times. The sound. It definitely feels like something I've heard before. Yeah, and something that is a great execution of that. They, they are doing it well. I've like I don't want to sell them short. A lot, but that's that's kind of why. I haven't been returning to the album as a whole. I've just kind of been dipping in and out. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that it's bringing to me that I feel like is new or exciting at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think that the Dead album more so. I don't know. There's mm. something a little more original there is why it's been uh, bigger for me this past week. Yeah. Uh, but both great. I think some of the great indie rock albums from this year. Sure. I'm glad that I got around to listening to them. Um, I mean – not gonna make my year in list too late. Yeah. Other stuff going on. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the holidays. These are these, these are really good. It it, it has they're influ- both influenced by some of my favorite indie rock bands. And yeah, definitely. Pretty pretty into them. Yeah. And I think yeah, the Porridge Radio is I mean it's extremely polished, well put together, and I think that the lyrics in particular speak yes, to me. Absolutely. Like I think that the lyrics are really good on the Porridge Radio record. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see where they go next. Um I could you know um you know, I would love it if they, they turn out you know, if they become more prolific, if they become like a new sort of big thief, just like yeah, a heavy hitting band who's just like putting stuff out like every year. That'd be would fantastic. be great. Yeah, I would love that. To just check in with them every year, see what they're doing. Um, yeah, new like 1975 sort of thing. 
yeah, one absolutely. of the new great indie rock. <laughs> uh, you're gonna set me off here. I'm gonna start <laughs> talking about I, I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. If you if you start <laughs> me down this path, I <laughs> that's that's one I um did not did not get around to listening to. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it when you when you hear it. Whenever you hear it, we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, because cool. I have some thoughts. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess so. So next, I'll I'll tackle. Um, a record that I've been hearing a lot of buzz about for quite a while now. Buzz, buzz. Uh, buzz, buzz. Yeah. Uh, and that record is um Tell this me. this guy. I think would be he would be down with the bug. Okay. I think. Um, it's Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> with Ordinary <laughs> Man. I think he would love the bug. He's a bit of a bug himself. <laughs> he's yeah. He's very bug-like with those glasses. Uh, yeah. And kind of the way he talks, kind of bug-like <laughs> as well. A little bit, yeah. Um, buzz, buzz, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, come to Bugton yeah. 2021. What else has he got going on? Apparently he's <laughs> still hanging he's out with Post Malone, Still I making think. music, yeah. Hanging out with Post Malone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I checked out Ozzy Osbourne's uh, 2020 album, Ordinary Man. And I gotta say, um, the hype was not for nothing on this thing. Um, the oh. Ozzy Osbourne sort of brand of like kind of, kind of like cheesy metal. Like it's sort of like what he does, especially lyrically, but also sonically, and and with the type of of metal that he's trying to make, is sort of like, like uh, it's almost like a Nightmare Before Christmas compared to like a horror movie you know what i mean like it it has sort of like this almost silly fun vibe like fun spooky instead of like for real spooky yeah um but i i really on this record i really like that about it um and uh it it just feels like kind of goofy in a good way like okay. it's very like cheesy metal so scary um, but like in a funny way in a goofy way <laughs> well i don't know if it's scary <laughs> in a funny way i don't know if that's the way i'd put it um <laughs> but <Like> casper <laughs> okay that is scary in a f he's scary in a funny way yeah that's true boom <laughs> very scary but very funny <laughs> <laughs> um but this record i think is good and also uh there are legitimately the whole record does not keep up with it like i feel like he's going for this the whole record does not always quite achieve it but there are moments where the record is is truly like pretty sad and like pretty affecting uh where oh. he's he's writing lyrics about um and like some really intense like ballads about his younger self and about the mistakes he's made in his relationships um and trying to sort of right his wrongs uh, and and die in a good way with like healthy relationships with the people around him. Damn, you're gonna make me cry <laughs> listening about Ozzy Osbourne dying. Yeah, right um, now. I and mean, that's hey, that's what and doing like a Dewey Cox style like <laughs> final song. <laughs> oh, it's it's scary, but it's funny. It, I mean, that 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 actually is funny to me, but I mean, I don't want to think about Ozzy Osbourne dying. Yeah, and well, I don't even particularly have a strong connection to Ozzy Osbourne. Um, it does feel like he just shouldn't die, right? Right. Yeah. He, fe he feels like one of those guys where it's like he's not, he doesn't die. No, he's one of the, like the Futurama, Futurama like heads that gets uh, absolutely preserved. Yeah. Uh, just to because people love to hang out so much that they want to rob Ozzy Osbourne of an afterlife. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I could see that for him. Um, and and yeah, so if you don't want to think about his death, do not listen to this record because it's all about it. Um, it's Ozzy Osbourne's Black Star, huh? Kinda. Oh man, I, I, shit. Well. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the name of the record "Ordinary Man" comes from. Uh, there's the title track "Ordinary Man," where he, the, I think, the line in the chorus is like, uh, "I don't want to die an ordinary man." Uh, he's just afraid of like, you know, dying in a normal way, feeling like it didn't mean anything. Everything he ever did. Um, huh. It's uh, it's a little bit harrowing. Yeah. Um, but uh, also it has like these incredibly like goofy, like triumphant, almost like Andrew WK like guitars that's under what it. I was overhearing you listening to this uh, earlier today and I was getting Andrew WK. Absolutely. Yeah. Which obviously Andrew WK is going after Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, he so is very <laughs> like, influenced by Ozzy like Osbourne. It's, it's, I think. it's not really like, oh, Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> heard that Andrew WK <laughs> and is going in a new direction. Uh, the comparison is just there. Yeah. Uh, but that did make me want to listen to it more because Oz- I've never listened to an Ozzy Osbourne album. Right. I mean, I do like Black Sabbath. That's Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yeah, some of it. The I mean, the early stuff. That's yeah, yeah. the only stuff I've listened to. Um, yeah, I, I'll listen to this based off of that description. It sounds pretty good. I'm yeah. into a Black Star, Andrew WK... album yeah i think it's well worth your time i think that would that's actually i think a great litmus test if you have like high tolerance for andrew wk then this thing is definitely worth your time it's not going to be too goofy for you yeah (laughs) if you if you have low tolerance for andrew wk if you find him annoying uh, on any level i think you're not going to enjoy this thing i I find the sincerity of that stuff like so refreshing i love it Uh, i I adore andrew wk i love like I'll, I'll hear Ozzy Osbourne do the same thing to me that Andrew WK does, just like giving you some like sage advice. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's like I wish that this thing had those like, like spoken word pieces, like on the Andrew WK record from yeah, from a couple of years ago. I wish it had that. Give us but life it advice, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I, I would love that. Um, um, that Andrew WK record is so good. I mean, yeah, one of our favorites. Uh, music <laughs> yeah, on is this podcast, we love him. Music is worth living for. That's yeah. The one. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, I suppose I will drop another one I've been listening to. Probably the other big one from this week is that Mary Lattimore album. Mm. Uh, did you get into this yes. this year? I think I told you about it. Maybe. Uh, I, I remember Maybe you mentioning it at some point that yeah. I should listen to it. Um, and this is perfect. Like I can listen to this at work mm-hmm. because in any time it's like, it's great background music. Um, and it's also good for, you know, a closer listen, mm-hmm. but this has become something that I put on when I'm going to sleep, uh, when I'm just trying to sit there and, you know, meditate a little bit, if that's your thing. I think this is a good album mm. for that. Um, I don't know. Y- you might be more familiar with this album than I am. How would you, how would you describe it? I, I've really kind of not engaged with it deeply this week but i have listened to it right i've been listening to it a little bit uh you know here and there since it came out um every once in a while i throw it on and it is yeah for me i'm not usually super directly engaged with it when i have it on either but um yeah, I feel like the sort of cliche thing is to compare her to Joanna Newsom, which is just totally not what she is. She does not do what Joanna Newsom does at all, but it's just because they both play the harp and are in indie music circles right. that they get compared. 
Um, but that's, you know, it's sort of, uh, it's not, I wouldn't call her music quite ambient. Like, I feel like it demands my attention more than what I think of as, as truly ambient Absolutely. albums. Like, there are um, some long songs in this album. Yeah. But moments of it will really just grab you. Mm-hmm. And I'll just get swept into some beautiful um, sort of harp progression. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know what were you saying, but yeah. So I w- I would just describe it as sort of like um like near ambient, uh, sure. harp indie music. Yeah, this is <laughs> if um, that makes any sense. <laughs> this is not a particularly useful comparison, probably for many people, but it reminds me of RuneScape music. Um, mm. It's it was and that appeals to me. It just activates something in my brain that uh, is pleasurable. Absolutely, because I sank hundreds of hours into runescape as a child mm-hmm. um we did as well hey here's a peek into our lives at one point we shared a runescape account that's true i always <laughs> forget about that um that that is so true we did um <laughs> and i mean a runescape has great music but if you're not familiar with the music of runescape it's really just i do think there's a fantastical element to these harp songs um, i agree very dreamy it does feel like they sort of yeah like kind of carry you to a different sort of realm of existence. Yeah. Almost like it you know what she reminds me of a little bit is like Grouper. Um Grouper's kind of less okay. experimental stuff. Um you are you familiar with Grouper at all? It's been a while since I've listened to Grouper. Um yeah, it reminds me a little bit of like uh what's that record? Ruins her 2014 record. Mary Lattimore reminds me a little bit of that, even though that record is like all piano um, and it does have vocals on it. Um, Mary Lattimore is just a little bit like that in that vibe where I just feel like I can just kind of close my eyes and like drift off to another place um, in a very good way. Not in like a way where I feel like the music is totally passive in a way where I feel like the music is like having an effect on me. Right. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you were interested in, in what I had <laughs> to say about that. Sorry, I kind of spaced <laughs> out a little bit. I I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. I, I recall doing that to you last week, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you know how it feels. It's not great. And yeah. now we have this whole bit of us talking about it, that, you know? Yeah, and that's great. And it's always good to call your shots on what's going to be like a great bit that lasts uh, <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, do you have another <laughs> album that you have been listening to this week from this year that you've passed by? Yeah, I do. Um, this one <laughs> is this one is Moses Sumney. It's called Gray, spelled G-R-A-E. Mm-mm. A lot like Dead, just spelling it wrong. Um, uh, it's spelled phonetically, right? Is that the phonetic I think so, spelling yeah. of Gray? I think that that is the intention. So, um, so I don't know if we could really say that it's wrong that's you know what that's fair and to moses sumney i apologize um but uh moses sumney i they uh their last record was a romanticism right i believe a so a few years ago yep um which i liked but did not get deeply into at the time Mm-mm. this one came out it was an hour long i felt a little daunted by it it seemed really conceptual hour long is not that like that is not that long no, of an album. i totally i totally you're right you're right it's not that long, but I I think something about the the conceptual nature of it, it's like 20 tracks. It just felt a little daunting to me, and so I didn't check it out at the time. Uh, I let it pass me by. That's fair. That's um, fair. 
and I finally caught up with it this week. This thing is really, really good. Oh, hell yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. I almost don't even, like, have anything <laughs> to say about this it. Is what like, this is fantastic. Anytime we, like, talk about an album that we like on, like, we're just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I like it because of how good it is. Yeah, it, it just makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, th- this, um, I listened to this quite a bit when it came out, uh, then just kind of, you know, thing that happens with albums, you know, they yeah. you stop listening to them. And then within the past couple of weeks, return to it, and it's beautiful. There are some really beautiful instrumental arrangements throughout this album with all sorts of strings. Um, I, I mean, that same problem. It's This is a hard one for me to talk about because I feel like what's going on here is pretty complex. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I definitely, like, I don't personally f- feel like I need to be the person to like wade into what is being talked about really on this record like sure, i don't yeah. i don't need to go on the record with any of my feelings about that but i my my only real feeling is that this thing is just like powerful and the 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 lyrics are delivered in an incredibly uh like it there are moments that feel really like emotionally visceral on this record um yeah in a way that really connected with me um and uh yeah, it's very, it's just, it's, um, it is an empowered and empowering record. Um, I think it's really beautiful, really well put together. It's basically, I mean, I have to listen to it more, of course, and I will because of how much I like it, but I basically think it's perfect. Like, it really is. Like, <laughs> there's nothing um, at all wrong with it. Find a fault in this album. Yeah. When you're picking apart, you're just like, well, I mean, I wouldn't change that about this album. I wouldn't change really anything. It's such yeah. a beautiful emotional experience. It's really one of the must listens from this year. Um, definitely, definitely. One of the most exciting artists out there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I also think Aromanticism was great and also very conceptual and interesting, but this one feels like even just a level further, to me at least. It just feels like he's kind of uh, unfolding more you know mm. um like it just it's yeah it's 20 tracks long it just there's so much room that's in this album mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense you know it's yeah. just it's but it's never too much it, it is always engaging um always interesting yeah there's no filler no absolutely um, not uh there's no filler but it does linger on just little instrumental bricks whatever it is yeah quite a bit uh but it's beautiful it's a beautiful album and i don't, I don't need to babble about it anymore it's just great <laughs> uh sure. <yeah laughs> i guess i will talk about one um okay kate nv do you know about this at all a little bit kate nv yeah. ever listened to it no I have not listened to it. I've heard the name. I listened to it like once through, and then I was doing a little refresher before we recorded, so perhaps I won't say too much. It's kind of an art pop album, experimental pop. I think that hmm. you will like it quite a bit. I think you should check it out. Oh, okay. Um, in the, like, is it in the, like, sort of PC music realm at all, or a different kind of experimental pop from that? Kind of. I mean, 
listen, I am not good at talking about genres. Okay. There's all, you know, you say that, that, I don't even know if I've heard that said before. Really? Um, maybe. Is that like Aphex Twin? No, no, no. Uh, like, that's like, uh, that's like Charlie XCX and like, um. Okay. Uh. It's it's a little less poppy than that. That uh, guy who had two albums this year, wha- whatever his name is, um, uh, who produces uh, all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. Are you talking about? Um, Apple. The oh, Ag Cook. Yes, Ag Cook is like sort of like he produces a lot of uh, PC music records. No, not uh, and Sophie. Sophie is like that as well. No, not quite. It doesn't really go that hard. Right. The comparison that I want to make, I don't. I feel like I'm starting to make a lot of RPG music comparisons on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just. I know we both play a lot of RPGs and love RPG music, so it's a yep. good reference point for us. It reminds me of Final Fantasy VII music, um, in the sense that it mm. is driven by some great bass lines. Kind of a lot of the good songs on this album, sort of a h- hypnotic bass line be laid down uh like a final fantasy 7 song with just like and then it starts doing some random sort of whether it's percussion sounds or something in the background just going like like all this stuff it's not like a final fantasy 7 song you know what i'm talking about no i absolutely do i'm 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 sort of staring at you there sorry you were like yeah yeah I was just uh, genuinely very excited. I was like, this sounds like I will love it. I mean, I, I, uh, Final Fantasy VII is a game that I have not finished yet in either of its forms. Um, and the gameplay is not my favorite RPG gameplay of all time, but there's no, uh, I know you feel differently. There's no denying, to me at least, that definitely some of the best rpg music of all time some of the is best in music that out there Final yeah, Fantasy yeah VII straight up some of the best music out there like it's right up there with chrono trigger for me which is like the chrono trigger soundtrack honestly just straight up one of my favorite albums of all time never um, played chrono trigger gotta, it's incredible you gotta, gotta play do it. it get the ds version i think that's probably the best way hmm. to play it these days okay but i'm distracting you're talking about kate envy yep um i mean that's really what i had to say like that was just the couple of times I've listened to this album, that was going on in my mind. Like, damn, this sounds like that Final Fantasy VII song that I love. Um, and it's great. I, <laughs> again, I don't want to dig into it much because I listened to it once. But yeah, I highly recommend it, especially to you. I think you'll like it quite a bit. You should try to find some time to listen to it. Yeah, I definitely will. It sounds like I'm, I think I'm going to like that a lot. Um, yeah. And I've just got one more to uh address okay sorry um one more to address here which is one that you recommended to me and i did not check out until today um which is uh steve lacy's uh the lo-fi's um which is great it's like 25 minutes long i like it more than that other record he put out um last year yeah uh personally i think that that record is it obviously is more polished uh more more of a kind of album piece this is just a collection of lo-fi tracks that he he had i think in the can yeah like um, these, it's not necessarily new stuff but i mean it's new to us we yeah but i and i like him i think in this sound more yeah i do it works better for me want a little bit of a return to this um, uh, after listening to both of these yeah. the lo-fis and uh i believe it's called apollo nine yeah not totally sure um 
this is just this is good shit. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, it's totally. It's really uh, well produced. Low-fi mm-hmm. tracks. I Absolutely. gotta say, like, yeah, some of them are very, very polished. Sharp. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I already talked about this once too on the podcast, so I don't need to do it again. But I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'll return to it, and I'll be excited to see where Steve Lacey goes next. I mean, I already kind of was, but I was just sort of my excitement was dampened by just the fact that I just almost against all odds didn't enjoy that first record that much or that last record I mean the 2019 one um, Apollo 9 yeah um, that was because I was so I was so kind of hyped for it because of his involvement with that Vampire Weekend record which I love yeah um, and w- then I wouldn't say I was disappointed by him or anything because I think that he clearly shows a lot of talent on that record. Yeah, I don't even think that's a bad record. It's yeah. just it just wasn't quite uh, for me. There I are think. some things about it. Mainly, uh, there's a lot of songs that are too long for what they are on it that keep me from returning to it. Hmm. And the one song that stuck with me for that album is the opening track, uh, "Only If," hmm. which is like a one minute forty second song that is very much sounds like one of the songs off of the Lo-Fi. So, I definitely think that he does that well he, he does the short songs well yeah kind of short poppy songs he's really good at writing these these in and out little hooks and 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 melodic kind of sketches uh they just really shine on this on this little piece absolutely um absolutely do you have do you have more to talk about with nope. this section just our homework okay all right well we'll be right back all right, it's a break. Oh, and we're back. Okay, we're back. We're back. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's something I wanted to ask you about because we were talking about the Mandalorian. Oh no, <laughs> we were talking about the Mandalorian in in, the, in our little break, but I just because we watched the finale together. All right, this is a spoiler alert, I guess. Um, Oh, yeah, hit that little 15-second forward button. Yeah, uh, but did you like Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian? Because I felt like we were watching it, and you were kind of making snide comments while Luke Skywalker was there. Like <laughs> You were like, oh, because it's Luke Skywalker, we're supposed to be all in, uh, fucking impressed. I like, did not say anything <laughs> like that. You okay. were totally given that energy at the very least. All right, let me take – I'm going to leave a moment of silence here while I take a long drag of my drink to answer this one. Um <laughs> You were like, oh, there's the de-aging technology again. I did say something about the de-aging technology. I mean, they, they love it. Disney loves it. They are so – they could not be more excited, I think. Because it's magic. At the prospect. A- no, nope. <laughs> Hey, let me f- – you're asking me a question. It won't let me freaking talk. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they, they fucking love this de-aging technology. Because they know that at some point they will be able to totally take the actors out of the equation, and there's nothing Disney would like more than that. And that's a terrible goal, but it is their goal. It, that is what's happening. Like, that's what happened with, uh, with Leia in The Rise of Skywalker. That's what's going to keep happening. Um, it's what happened to, with uh, Peter Cushing as well. Um, so, well, so like you're s- instead they should just get like someone who kind of looks like Luke Skywalker to play Luke Skywalker, like I a real actor. I would personally, I would prefer that. 
I actually think that's fair now that you um, say that. Um, I think uh, every time that they do this <laughs> on Twitter, like, I'll see, like, ten people, like, and some just, like, viral tweets, like, okay, but how did they do that, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I feel like, I mean, as long as it keeps working, like, uh, I mean, I, I guess I had barely thought about that more nefarious reason, but um, that's that's a good reason to be opposed to that. Um yeah, I don't care for it. But as far as Luke Skywalker showing up in The Mandalorian, I'm totally fine with it. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, okay. I and, and you didn't I, have goosebumps? You didn't get chills? I don't know about all that. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw the, the X-Wing, right? Like, you see the X-Wing and you know. Yeah, I knew it was going to be Luke. I was like, oh, Nick, maybe this is going to be Ben or something. Like, yeah, I uh, thought of a couple things that could be, like, the fake-out. I was like, they're trying to make us think it's Luke, but it's actually... And I couldn't think of anybody who it really made I sense thought, to I be. I thought, like, maybe, like, I don't know. I was like, oh, Ben Solo or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the only... I'm not, like, totally clear on when The Mandalorian takes place, so... Yeah, I also... Yeah, it, it could. I don't think it could be Ben I mean, Solo. Now um, I am clear because now that I saw Young Luke, I was like, "Oh, this is like well before the Force Awakens." Right. Um, yeah. So it couldn't have been Ben Solo. It, you know, like, and you think maybe it could have been like Ezra Bridger or something. I know you haven't watched Rebels yet. Um, or it could have been uh, Ezra Bridger. It couldn't have been Ezra Bridger actually. Oh, he would be too young as well. All right. But yeah. it it could have been his his master. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I told you while we were on the break, we were talking because I saw a Twitter thread about Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian, and I, I think I expressly said that I did not want to talk about that on the podcast. Well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want I you to ask me about it, and I you didn't did anyway. I didn't ask you about it because we watched together, and I felt like uh, Randy doesn't think it's cool that Luke Skywalker showed up, and I thought that was pretty lame because I thought that everyone should uh, enjoy it, and I think you should. Uh, <laughs> so you just wanted to bully me into enjoying it on the podcast. I, I wanted see. to make sure that you liked it. No, I did overall. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, All right. And well, I, I, you mean, know, I yeah. like Mandalorian season two. Hey. I have some controversial Star Wars opinions. Let's not get into it. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we've already spent probably too long talking about some Star Wars shit. I don't. Sorry, like my eyes just started hurting out of nowhere. I know you're rubbing going, them like crazy. I'm kind of going crazy over here. Um, <laughs> just talking but, about the Mandalorian for two seconds, and you're <laughs> rubbing your temples. If we want to get into the homework, maybe you want to go first, and I can I can get my shit together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good, uh, best of luck. Um, yeah. So this week, uh, you gave me very light homework. I gave you uh, very heavy homework by comparison. Both in terms of genre and in terms of how much. <laughs> I um, did it all in like an hour before we recorded. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, luckily, a couple of those records are pretty darn short. Yeah, um, I appreciated that. But, uh, yeah, so basically you asked me to listen to the Big Baby Scumbag record that came out this year, as well as the Walter Martin record that came out this year. I discovered today when I went to listen to the w Walter Martin record that he has had two more records this year since then. Um, Very exciting. Yeah, did um, not get a chance to listen to those. Not familiar. Walter Martin, by the way, uh, previously in the band The Walkmen, yeah. uh, have been releasing solo albums for the past several years. And I think around the same time, you and I became big fans of his record Reminisce Bar and Grill. Yeah, I, I, I believe I discovered that one, not to yes, you know, take that was credit. You. No, that was but, you. It was you. Um, yeah, I, that was a great one from like 2018, I want to say. Um, yes, yeah, Reminisce like that. Bar and Grill. And that's a great album. That's a great. I love great Walter record. Martin. I think that 
creates very whimsical songs. I think he's even had a album where the theme is sort of children music that's kind of for adults, you know? Yeah. Um, and But I think that sentiment comes across in a lot of his songwriting. It's just very whimsical, very fun, but also has that Walkman guitar sound that mm-hmm. I love. Uh, just lyrically, thematically very different from the Walkman. Yeah, I think that I think that Walter Martin is doing a really special and unique thing um, and has been for a while now. And it's gone kind of underappreciated, I think, widely. Absolutely. You'd think you'd think as a former member of the Walkman, he would get some more, you know, those Hamilton Lighthouser records get a lot of attention. Yeah, sure. Um, you'd think that that Walter Martin would as well. And I think that honestly, I actually like Hamilton Lighthouser a lot. Um, his solo stuff, I think, is really good. But. As far as what he's doing, I think it's a little bit less interesting than what Walter Martin is doing. Um, I agree. I don't know a lot of people who are doing what Walter Martin is. I can't uh, think of anyone. He has such a – and there's obviously – he has influences that he draws upon, and he – but he does – yeah, there's this wonderfully playful element to all of his music where it does feel like – he is bringing all of his indie bona fides and, uh, you know, all of his big bag of production tricks and stuff to make this incredibly uh, kind of simple music sound really interesting. Um, and he he writes these very kind of like kind of funny, kind of sad lyrics. Yeah. Um, it, he just occupies this really unique zone with with his whole vibe is just like totally like no other artist I really know. I would almost compare it to something like Jack Johnson or something, except that he's he's so much more interesting. That's kind of where my mind was going. It's like it's like Jack Johnson. Like that feels a little insulting with, to say, but with it's like Walkman guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and but like, also he's like a better lyricist. Yeah, too. that's what I was about to say. Like lyrics that actually kind of make you laugh yeah um, he's legitimately funny it's not like some you know what the like make a banana pancake shut the fuck up <laughs> like it, it talks about some fun stuff like animals i don't know yeah um, and i think and i think he does i think he does not always but i think he does make explicitly music for children sometimes i think there was an album that might have um, been the one i was talking about that actually is a children's music album. Yeah, I think we're all young together. Yeah, it's kind of children's music that doesn't. It's like, oh, this isn't gonna drive. But it's yeah, crazy. it's not like the Wiggles like, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like this kind of has. It's like a Pixar movie it's, or something. It's not something. the Trolls World it's Tour got, soundtrack. You know what? They have those kids' movies, and it's like, hey, it's got a little something in there for the mom and dad. Right, right, right. They'll <laughs> have a joke where they say, like, uh, they, they make an allusion to a penis or something, yeah. but it's not explicit. Yeah, Walter Martin doesn't do that, so <laughs> I don't want to get it twisted. Yeah, I mean, uh, his jokes, the thing is, his jokes are better than Pixar movie jokes. But Yeah, Wal- Walter Martin never is so crude. Um, he would never talk about a penis. But, yeah, why don't you... Say what you thought about this dang old album that I assigned to you. <laughs> okay. I think it's – so, first off, I think it's very good. Um, but secondly, I I actually – as much as I liked it, I'm actually kind of glad that I waited so long to get into it because it is a perfect fall and winter record. Mm, um, sure. It really – like very explicitly in the lyrics, especially the first track, October, 
um, he is talking about the summer ending and moving into fall and winter and yeah. the weather and uh, that That's that kind of carries throughout the rest of the album. Not totally. I mean, there's songs not about that. But in like January, right? Uh, I feel like I remember it being like the first album that I got into. This yeah, year. January thirty first. Okay, so winter time, but st- uh, still, you know, it had already passed, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder, because, yeah, I, I like this thing a lot. I think that the lyrics, you know, I'm not sure that it quite hits me on the same level. And it could be just the novelty of, like, when Reminisce Bar and Grill came out, I had never heard anything like it. And now, to me, Walter Martin is kind of a known quantity, and sure. he's doing more of that. But he's doing more of that really well, and yeah. so I still really like it. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure that he could – It would be. I would be surprised if at any point he – you know, tops reminisce bar and grill for me, oh, but wow. I would love for him to do that. Okay, yeah, I I I think reminisce bar and grill is my favorite. There are some songs on that that just are all timers for me. I had such a great time listening to that album, but this one, in some ways, is a little bit more polished to me. Um, mm. I it's been actually like almost a year at this point since I was really into it, so it's hard to talk about because it came out. Uh, in January, that's when I got into it, but I'm glad you like it, and I think that everyone should check out Walter Martin. Yeah, def- absolutely check out Walter Martin. I think he is well worth your time. Um, I think basically no matter what kind of music you're into, like I would recommend him to almost anyone. Yeah, it's go- I mean, it's like Jack Johnson. Like a lot of people, I think like jack johnson I yeah think mostly I, I feel like i could legitimately recommend walter martin to like my family which is not true of most of the yeah, music that's I, what listen I, mean. to. Like, <laughs> I think of jack johnson i think of like music that my mom would listen to or mm-hmm. something like that or anyone's parents i would feel comfortable uh putting on some jack johnson when they're around and i think they're gonna get into it walter martin um i think that i would feel great playing this around some parents um yeah <laughs> you know absolutely so yeah, there was another one. Do you I put on Jack Johnson? Do I put on Jack Johnson? It's been a while. I mean, I, I we both used to l- listen to Jack Johnson. Sure, sure, sure. And I I've seen Jack Johnson live. I did not buy the tickets. I did not really go on purpose. Yeah, but we saw Jason Mraz together. That's true. <laughs> we saw Jason Mraz together. That's a hundred percent true. That's a hundred percent true. I don't want you coming around. Oh, did you put on Jack Johnson? No, I'm just <laughs> no. Come on, it's not like that. I'm just wondering if you put on like if you either by yourself or like with your family, if you have like control of the aux cord or the speaker or whatever, are you gonna throw on some Jack Johnson no, to I'm enjoy? I'm throwing on some fucking hundred gecks. That's what I'm doing, and I'm making my family <laughs> sit there and listen to a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> is, that, is that what you want to hear? No, well, I don't put on Jack Johnson. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I I was truly wondering. You kind of implied that you would do that. Um, I might. Um, if I was really pressed for something to put on. But sure. I mean, I like. I kind of know what my family likes. I know my dad wants to hear like John Mayer or some bullshit. Right, right, right. And my mom likes the Avid Brothers. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think if I'm in that situation, I think I'm one of the first things I'm going to is, well, definitely Jimmy Buffett. But also Avid Brothers. Um, yeah. Yeah. This could be a whole episode. What do you play around <laughs> What do we people play who know you will judge you for your music otherwise? Yeah. I mean, 
my favorite band is Vampire Weekend. I usually feel pretty comfortable playing Vampire Weekend around people. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm just like, I'm, this is just what I like. Um, there, I mean, yeah, there, there, there are a few go-tos that I think you can kind of, yeah. I mean, this is opening up a whole other thing and we have other stuff to talk about yeah that's what I, that's like what i'm trying to say is maybe we need to we realize that this is a real topic maybe we need to save this one yeah sure it keep it in the can save it for a rainy day um but yeah there was one more record that i was uh meant to check out for the homework and it was big baby scumbag um with the record uh www.flexedupshoddy.com uh which i did i checked it out i listened to it and i gotta say i think i knew every single song on this one already (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean we we've lived together all year this year (laughs) like suffice to say you hear a lot of the music that i get into yeah and i've been playing every song from this album like all year like whenever i'm trying to get hyped up yes it's a great one yeah so that's what i want to get to is what's amazing about that is that I did not know that they were Big Baby Scumbag songs that you were playing. I did not know that they were all from the same album. I thought that they were honestly like just some like hot singles from different rappers that you liked mm. that you were playing because all of these songs pretty much with the exception of maybe like one or two tracks on here. Okay. All of these songs basically could be a hit single to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I think. They are <laughs> they are just it's banger after bangers. banger. Like, it's incredible. They're bangers on this album, and Big Baby Scumbag. Uh, I don't know, decent following, not an especially huge following because he's kind of one of those internet uh, rap artists. Yeah. Um, and I just think that people should pay more attention to Big Baby Scumbag. He's kind of one of those internet rap artists. <laughs> well, I was just like someone that has kind of rose to prominence by being funny on the internet. You right. know, there are some artists like that. Big Baby Scum... scum Big Baby Scumbag is one of them. Yeah, um, I, that, and that's a great name. It is. <laughs> it's a very good name to good name, name yourself. And I just think that this shit is so hype. It's so energetic. Uh, mm-hmm. I love, like, all the ad-libs that Big Baby Scumbag does, kind of reminding me of a DMX song a lot of the sure. time. Just go, what? Yeah, like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just and like Big Baby Scumbag goes so hard. Yeah. And is also genuinely funny. The song Zach mm-hmm. Fox I love off this album. Very good. Um, yeah, very funny song. Some some very funny lyrics and is rapping about playing Nintendo yep. and all that sort of thing. So he raps about that quite a me. bit on his new Christmas single. Yes. He raps about that. About, uh, getting PS fives and Nintendos. Um, um and the new Xbox. He wants all three. Yep. Hey, um, I am a big baby scumbag stan. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I love this thing too. I'm I'm so glad that I finally realized that all of those all of those hot singies were uh singles. Um were by the same artist so that I can uh have the appropriate level of respect for big baby scumbag, which I now do. Um I think it's really good. Um and uh yeah i don't think that i have much well so the uh, the one other thing i wanted to say about it was that um it's sort of 
what it reminds me of a little bit is that like sort of 2000s like bling kind of swag era of hip-hop a little yeah, bit like hype rap yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and i love that I and love i it too. i'm so glad that he's not the only artist to be like bringing it back and i also say like not all the production on this thing is like a total throwback or anything sure. it feels very cutting edge and modern but also it does feel like that era where like you know like little wayne was dropping like free mixtapes on what, what is the web the free mixtape.com or something i don't what is that website i don't know dapiff what are you talking about N- dapiff yeah um okay. there there were multiple but dapiff is probably the one i was thinking of yeah um but yeah it feels like that era of hip hop to me where i would just be like on on dapiff trying to hear the new Lil Wayne. Like, it feels to me like that, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. I love that feeling. I totally know what you mean. I think it's intentional. Um, And uh, that's something that I've said multiple times this year is I – and I think think it has been happening, actually, is that I just want hype rap to come back. Mm -hmm. I I, I love that stuff. Uh, It's fun. It makes me happy. And this is a great album that I'm, I'm maybe i'll talk about next week yeah um, i mean big baby scumbag to me he, i like now that i have heard this thing i feel like he should be like in the same breath as like vince staples like oh wow i th- I, I agree actually but it's just it's crazy to me because like he really just is not like um he's not one of those huge artists yeah and he's releasing tons of music all the time i mean we we kind of mentioned it in passing but recently dropped a christmas single that has maybe unseated the 100 decks sympathy for the grinch is my favorite <laughs> christmas song this season yeah and no I it love goes that 100 Decks song yeah this this new big baby scumbag christmas single goes hard as fuck like you got to listen to it it's so good yeah i'm going to i'll put it on the the playlist for this week you know i'm going to tweet out a playlist for this episode so oh yeah all right i guess that was my homework the two albums you listened to them both you liked them both so that is all it takes to please me i'm going to give you a solid a just an a great just an a i'm happy with that and it's not a smiley face not a sticker but a smiley face like doot 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 just a simple smiley face sure you mind Uh, drawing a smiley face yeah Uh, sort of like the classic forrest gump smiley face classic forrest gump smiley face drawn in pen on your paper it is a 95 a solid a um and that brings me to reporting on my homework Mm. that you assigned me you gave me a bunch of fucking metal (laughs) albums to listen to because you said oh you don't listen to metal you haven't listened to the metal album from this year i'm gonna make you listen to all of them um Uh, and by the way this is not even close there's a lot more (laughs) where this came from yeah he gave me like six or something i think i listened to like three or four yeah not even the whole albums because so the thing is um there's some good ones in here it just like so the first one i tried to listen to i did this all about an hour before we recorded Mm -hmm. but i was playing apex legends i was listening to the metal albums i put on code orange first um this is one that i've seen on multiple year-end lists uh, it's a name that I'm familiar with. I know that Code Orange is a big metal band, so yeah. I said I'm going to listen to this. And it's just, Randy, it's too scary for me. <laughs> it Like, it's too scary. I, I don't know how you listen to this stuff. This makes me so sad. I tried listening to Code Orange. It was like Jigsaw from the Saw movies made an album. That's how scary it was. There is all sorts of sound effects 
going on that I didn't really know how to make sense of. Yeah. And I can't really understand what the guy is saying. He's kind of just <laughs> like making the throat noises and oh, no. it's just really scary to me. So I like when you listen to Aphex Twin, are you like, this is all computer <laughs> sounds? <laughs> what? This isn't music. This is what computers do. No, when I listen to Aphex Twin, I'm going, wow, this makes – I feel like my IQ is increasing. Like I'm <laughs> okay. I, I'm getting jacked into the matrix. <laughs> sure. This makes me feel like it's Halloween and I'm being chased by Jigsaw from the song <laughs> the famous chaser of victims. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's his whole thing, yeah. <laughs> he He's always running. Listen, this Code Orange album, I definitely see the appeal, but it was yeah, too much for like me. It, it was – I literally, I was in the middle of an Apex round, and I had to, like, just stand there while I changed the music. And I put on that Death Heaven album from this year, because <laughs> I was like, I have to listen to, s- like, Death Heaven is the only metal band that I've been able to get into like that, because it's yeah. so pretty. Well, and yeah, because it's really shoegazed. It's, I mean, they're a metal band, right? Let's not get into it. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they're a metal band. <laughs> 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 they're they're a metal band. It's fine. <laughs> they're Don't a metal band. Confuse me. I um, New Bermuda is a metal album for sure. Okay, listen. I just think that I need a little bit of melody in there. I need something pretty sure. to listen to. That's why I like the Death Heaven so much. It's so pretty. This was scary. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I just I understand it's something that a lot of people are into, and I really wish I could get into it. But <laughs> it scares me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can't even talk about it. It made me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, at least you get you gave it, like, a really fair shake. Like, you, you started listening to it an hour before we were supposed to record, and you listened to it for ten minutes or something while you were playing a video game. So at least you gave it a fair shake. I listened to the entire Galt album. Oh, great. The 15-minute <laughs> long one. I yeah. really appreciated that this one was short. <laughs> I will say, I think that... This rocks rather hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think the gulch rocks rather hard, um, but it kind of just it all became noise to me while I was listening to it. I mm. think that this is maybe I'm not accustomed to listening to metal music. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what subgenre of metal you would call this, but there's a lot of thrashing to me. Yeah, and in a way, I find found it. A little therapeutic. Um, yes. The way it became sort of a wall of noise and sound. I actually found it pretty pleasant. And I actually did enjoy this one. Um, and it, it's, I don't know how much I'll revisit it and listen to it. But I definitely was enjoying it. I, I listened to the whole thing and it kind of looped back without me realizing it. And I was still listening to it. And it's hard for me to, yeah, it, it did kind of become a wall of sound for me. It wasn't a super close listen. But I, I enjoyed it. I can see the appeal here. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I was excited for you to check this one out because this is, the w- I think, the one that I thought you might like the most. Um, especially because I feel like they Gulch is coming from the – like they are a little bit closer to like hardcore, like punk, um, than, than – traditional kind of metal they're like right in between like hardcore and that thrash. makes sense i was i was getting some of that for it from yeah it, so uh that, that makes sense um and i was decently into it uh, i like this gulch album 
I will say that. Um, there is so there's one other that I I give it a go. Um, Emma Ruth Tundra is that right? Emma Ruth Rundle. Emma Ruth Rundle. Tundra. That, that must have been the autocorrect when I wrote it down in my notes app. <laughs> okay. Um, um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Ruth Tundra and Thal. I it's a double uh, uh, a collaboration I suppose. Yeah. Um, I would say I might have listened to some Thal before. And this, I, I was getting into more than the Code Orange, I will say. I was listening to it, and um, mm-hmm. um, I think it was a little slower paced, if that makes sense. I don't know. Is there a, a name for this type of metal where it's like, like it, it is going at a much more s- slow pace? So there are um, there are a lot of subgenres of metal, and I'm not super well-versed in all of them, and there are some people out there who are, I mean, I consider this gatekeeping, I think it's pretty annoying, but there are some people who are real sticklers about what the different genres are. I would I'm not feel comfortable, I would feel comfortable throwing this in with, like, sort of doom or, okay. f- or funeral metal. That's kind of what um, I was going to guess. It, it, it sounded like that to me. Yeah. Uh, sort of a... a a marching sort of progression. Yes, um, absolutely. And the vocals, I didn't find horribly abrasive. I was kind of into it, but I, I got to say, I was listening to it, and it was just too much for me. I um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's too much for me. I turned on that. I turned on 100 Gex while I was in the middle of my Apex round. Hmm. I was like, getting towards the end of this album and i was like i just gotta listen to something else and the dopamine rush that i got from putting on 100 <laughs> gex i was like oh finally you know what's amazing is i i feel the opposite something that makes sense to me i was like oh this i feel like is engineered tailored to make me happy to activate my some receptors uh, dopamine receptors in my brain yeah um i i feel stuff, fully the just, inverse it, it, it really it, um little intense for me <laughs> yeah 100 gex is is too much for me metal to me is very cathartic um yeah uh well i mean i i gave it a go i, I don't even like i think it takes a because i don't dislike all metal it's something where i've repeatedly tried to get into mm-hmm. i like those early black sabbath albums i like yeah. metallica um mm. I love Death Heaven, which apparently is not metal. No, they're me- they're um, metal. I was I was kind of geeking a little bit. Okay, um, I love that Sleep album that came out. Uh, oh, Sleep ago. is so good. Uh, yeah. I like Sleep, so I think it just takes a certain sort of. I I think I need it to be rather melodic. Um, I like it when it's a little pretty. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, th- this. I this, think this I was think difficult for me. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm glad that. Um, so I'll just give you your assessment now. So, um, I'm glad that you tried it. I do feel like you could have tried slightly harder to get into some of these records. It's a busy week. Um, sure. Yeah, it's the holidays. Stimulus package, Nancy Pelosi. Um, you did not <laughs> listen to the Sumac or the Baroness. They're live um, albums, right? I, I didn't see a Sumac album. I couldn't find it. It's uh, I believe it's on Bandcamp. Um, ah, okay. Uh, which I think is like Etsy. Um, 
Uh, but then, yeah, there was a Baroness live EP and a Panopticon live album. Um, live album fatigue. Uh, yeah, that's fa- that's fair. That's fair. Um, I do wish that you had listened to this enough, but yeah. So I mean, you gave it the old college try. Um, I'll try to get into something a little bit more. Uh, I'll, I'll return to them. I'll see if I can do it. Maybe if I'm feeling angry one day, I'll sure. see. When, I, when I'm angry, like, I don't know. I do get angry. I listen to, like, Death Grips, I guess. Um, right. Like, I still go to that. I, mm, and I, like, I'll listen to, I guess I don't listen to a- angry music that much. Uh, yeah. I'll listen to, like, The Smiths or something. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, you, you, I, I give you a B minus this week for that. Um, you gave it a shot. Um, and I think, you know, and I think that this has been instructive for both of us in that I think going forward, if you're going to try to get into metal, it sounds like, yeah, you need some melody. I think maybe Paul Bearer would be a good one for you to check out the earlier stuff of Paul Bear Paul Bearer's, not the recent stuff. Okay. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I feel like stoner metal specifically is your oh genre, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm um, all about that. Well, that's what sleep is. Yeah, um. that's why I, I know. I said I know oh, okay. all about that. I know all about that sleep album that came out. Okay, yeah, you know the one album. <laughs> um, yeah, Electric Wizard, I think, um, would be right up your alley. But, okay. yeah, I think stoner and doom metal is maybe the zone you need to be – I think I think you're right. I think that based off of the the small amount of metal I listen to, I yeah. think that you might be right about that. Yeah, I think the really like truly guttural, super aggressive stuff. It sounds like it's just not for you, which is totally fair. That's yeah. not for everybody. It certainly is not for everybody because it is not for me. Yeah, and I'm included. Um, that but umbrella. Hey, to the listener at home, I. I just want to say I can't recommend enough that Gulch and Code Orange album that came out this year. Both of those, fantastic. Well, Code Orange, it's got like static or something going on. It's got some scary noises. What's up with that? Um, well, they're just a scary band. Um, <laughs> I mean, legitimately, like uh, their record. Um, I'm freaking searching here because I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called. Uh, uh, oh boy. Um, oh, I'm thinking of Forever. Yeah, their 2017 record, Forever, is just, I mean, that shit is just so heavy. Like, y- if you have it, if you're at all into metal and you haven't listened to that, then that's kind of ridiculous, but, like, go listen to it. <laughs> um, okay. Go listen to it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe someday I'll, I'll, I'll get it. But. Yeah. You yeah, know? maybe one day I'll be recommending you listen to Nails records, and you're gonna come back to me and say, "Yes, I love Nails now." Um, well, Nine Inch Nails. At that point, you will be one of us. That's a little reference to one of their song titles. Well, okay, a little. I don't. I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We're at like an hour fifteen. Yeah, that's uh, um, we've we've gone too long for what we're doing. Gone here. too long. Uh, gone too it long. is what it is, you know. But we've got. An exciting week coming up next week. We are not assigning each other homework. We're yep. taking a break because we got it's a Christmas break. A doozy coming next week. We're talking about our favorite albums of everyone's favorite year, 2020, yeah. and we are going to probably talk about 
some other stuff. I don't know. It's going to be cool. So that's yeah. it. And we should sign off. Maybe a real quick follow good listener pod at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And follow my personal account at Clay J. Williams if you want to. At Please Baby Heart for me. Uh, yeah, huge app coming up next week. Wrapping up the whole year. We're going to tell you what you like and what you don't like uh, as far as music. And you are going to have to follow our word as gospel. Um, All right. It's required. Okay. That's the end. All right. And goodbye. Bye.